Welcome back to this series on academic publishing. Last time, we investigated academic publishing, uncovering an exploitative model where taxpayers fund research for universities to pay exorbitant fees to access the research so that researchers can work unpaid to write the research, all for publishers to profit. We asked why would researchers and universities and governments and taxpayers continue to participate in this model of academic publishing. And today, we ask what role does prestige have in perpetuating this exploitative system? Welcome to Deeper Digest, the podcast where we explore discipline-based education research. I'm your host, Dr. Vanessa Rosa. This podcast is a spin-off of the popular Deeper Digest newsletter, designed to make research accessible and actionable for educators and research alike. The script for this video was edited at Lawless Cafe in Nina, Wisconsin. There are several reasons why the current unsustainable academic publishing model persists and is supported by taxpayers such as researchers, universities, and the government. Let's start with taxpayers. Some taxpayers are unaware of the exploitative nature of the academic publishing industry. If before you became a researcher, you didn't know that researchers weren't paid by publishers to publish their research, drop a I didn't know in the comments. When I explain that I don't earn income from my published research papers, my family and friends often communicate confusion and concern. After all, they are more accustomed to publishing models where the content producers are paid. This includes most every other publishing system and model like blogs, YouTube videos, books, etc. Public awareness has risen in the past few decades given discussions and critiques of academic publishing and the open access movement. Proponents of the open access movement support initiatives that allow academic publishing to be freely accessible to all, especially if that research was funded publicly. How about the government? Publishers spend hundreds of thousands of dollars every year to lobby and maintain the status quo. And perhaps intentionally, long established practices are challenging to change quickly in complex systems like academia and government. One of the greatest barriers to reform is in envisioning and developing a viable alternative. Moving to open access models has upfront costs that gives policymakers pause. Publishers claim immediate open access will undermine the quality of science, although evidence disputes this. Research funders, universities, and governments struggle to act in concert to advance change. However, Several countries and institutions have refused to renew subscriptions with for-profit exploitative academic publishers. For example, the University of California, Berkeley went face-to-face -face with El Sevier due to concerns about rising costs, the impact of limited access to research, and exploitation of academic labor. In addition, the U.S. issued guidance to make federally funded research freely available by 2025. Let's go to researchers and their universities. The standoff between UC Berkeley and El Sevier initially led to the termination of subscriptions, but eventually 
resulted in a deal that promoted open access and reduced the cost for the university. Ultimately, there seem to be two main reasons why universities perpetuate exploitative publishing. First, academic institutions need journal access for their researchers and students, which is crucial for their work and studies. Second, breaking a long-term subscription contract or coordinating with other institutions to demand change from one of five journals with consolidated power in disseminating academic research can be almost as costly as the library subscription institutions pay. Let's play the why game with these reasons. Why do academic institutions need access to research and why is breaking these contracts costly? Access to academic journals is vital for researchers and students to stay informed, produce high quality research and advance their careers. Why is access to research essential to the advancement of a researcher's career? For researchers, publishing in reputable academic journals is often a requirement to receive grant funding and promotions. Why is publishing in reputable journals a requirement for grant funding and promotions? Because publishing in these journals significantly enhances a university's reputation and therefore increases its capacity to secure funding for future researchers. So why does where you publish your research matter so much for career advancement and for universities to secure funding? Perceived reputability and visibility or citations are often equated with good quality research, which can lead to a situation where the journal in which the research is published becomes more critical than the content of the research itself. Why would the journal's brand become more important than the quality of their research? Because top journals have consolidated power over what is perceived as reputable and high quality research through journal impact factors, rejection rates, and unpublished peer reviews. As a result, the journal in which research is published is often the only gauge that researchers have as to the quality of the work. This, paired with the publish or perish culture of academia, can create a focus on publishing frequently in prestigious journals, potentially at the expense of the quality and impact of the research. Did you catch it? For universities and researchers, chains to academic publishing are made of prestige. Many institutions strive for recognition by teaming up with influential publishers and researchers are motivated to publish eye-catching, small-scale discoveries in top-tier journals to advance their careers. This focus on journal metrics and citations as quality indicators skews research evaluations and restricts the spread of rigorous work. Researchers are compelled to participate because their funding, their tenure, and their promotion prospects hinge on publication in prestigious journals. We justify it, seeking the prestige we're told matters most so that we can continue studying what we love. However, 80% of journal income comes from library subscriptions, not citations. Academics provide over 6 billion in free labor annually to publishers that profit from their need for status. These limitations and incentives create hurdles for institutions and researchers to advocate for change. How does this impact stakeholders and science? 
Unfortunately, the current publishing system is designed to operate in a way that inhibits progress and sustains itself through bias and gatekeeping. This is evident in that over 90% of submissions are rejected by prestigious journals, and 62% of researchers have declined papers due to a lack of novelty. The hierarchy within academia enables senior faculty to limit unconventional perspectives from junior researchers and marginalized groups through biased peer review. Researchers are pressured to publish frequently, which can undermine quality and lead to exploitation with no compensation. Students have limited access to research, hindering their learning and exposing them to biased research agendas. Due to paywalls, practitioners in fields like medicine are prevented from accessing the latest findings. Departments and institutions waste resources on high subscription costs, undermining their knowledge dissemination mission. Taxpayers have limited returns on their investments due to publicly funded research being locked behind paywalls. The current publishing system is unethical and distorts incentives away from quality, integrity, and public benefit. In science, the current publishing system obstructs open dissemination and collaboration, encourages conservatism and hype in research practices, distorts evaluation based on journal brands rather than merit, and diverts resources away from research to sustain publisher profits. Reforming publishing to prioritize access, sharing, and open evaluation could realign incentives with scientific progress. Academic publishing is broken. The system has become knowledge for profit rather than for scientific progress. But if we understand how it works, we can dismantle it and create something better. Next time, we will discuss what researchers can do to resist from within and from without the academic system.